Everyone dreams about living an uncommon life, but how we define that dream is very different for each of us. And for most, it's a lifelong pursuit. Welcome to the Uncommon Life Project Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living that life or enjoying the journey to get there. We're going to also give you some tools, tricks, and tips for starting or accelerating your own efforts to live an uncommon life, a life worth celebrating and savoring. Please welcome your hosts, Brian Dewhurst and Philip Ramsey. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Uncommon Life Project, where I am your host, Philip Ramsey. And I'm Aaron Kramer. Well, welcome back, Aaron Kramer. Yeah. Nice to have you here, buddy. Nice to be here. It feels good to have you here. Okay, so if this is your first time listening, why in the world would you listen? Probably because you are tuning in for our guest. But before we get to our guest, I can't wait to bring her on the show. She seems like a rock star. Aaron brought her to the program. So we're going to see how in the world they got connected. Uh, uh, Newsflash, it was probably the gym. Because Brian, because yeah. Aaron is a beast, okay? Uh, and also, thanks for tuning in. We know time is a huge value, and you're spending time with us, and I'm talking too much, but we're advisors who really think that you're your best asset. What in the world does that mean? It means there's no other investment that you're going to put your money in other than the things that you get excited about, and it's going to catapult you to... M- we think higher cash flow, better understanding of who you are, and a realization of like, you know what, I do have something. I am valuable, and I have something to share. The one hundred percent. So that's what we do at Uncommon Wealth Partners, which is our company that we get to pour our life into and hang out with people every day. That's my thirty-second elevator pitch. Loved it. That's all I got. It was great. Okay, let's get on to the show because yes. it's way more exciting than I am, or or Aaron. So here yeah. we go. So our guest is the one and only. Jenny Lee from yes. MACT. She Macked. owns her own company. She's always been entrepreneurial. She never knew exactly what she wanted, which I can totally relate. Let's just be honest. And now she's running a hugely successful company, rocking and rolling, authentic as ever. Welcome to the show, Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Quite an introduction. I love it. Thank I don't know you. if that was great, but I'm I feel honored. like <laughs> normally, so I have a business partner named Brian, and he usually does the interviews for us, and he usually does the bios. And so I usually just take that off of Aaron's plate, but it's not really my oh, thing. And so she really had a better bio than what probably I said, but I like to make it authentic. And she's authentic, so I yeah. feel like it works. <laughs> okay, so where do we start? I want to, I guess, maybe start by saying you never knew exactly what you wanted to do. And how normal is that? Right. But when you're growing up, like you kind of feel weird about it. You know, like, I don't know what I want. Everybody else seems to know what they want. I want to know what I want. And so I can relate to you because I took a, a personality test or, you know, like a career assessment. I was either going to be a hairstylist or an airline like t- attendant or something. like. I can see it. Hairstylist. Yeah. I mean, it's well. really, it's really like, oh, wow. Like this is two <laughs> things that like. Anyway, they just never was be able to like put me into a career um, that I thought like I could thrive in. And so like you, I was kind of like, well, what do I do for college? Like, I don't know, you know? And, and so tell me how you started getting like traction of like, wait, this is how I'm uniquely gifted. I want to pour into that more. Yeah. I mean, growing up, I loved animals. I, we had horses. I showed horses. I played soccer. I was, 
um, pretty normal kid. I think I wanted to be a veterinarian. Ah. And then I loved watching like crime shows. I still am such a sucker for a good crime show. Yeah. Um, all the murder. Give me all the murder. <laughs> all um, women love this. So you right? guys are dangerous. Thing. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't want to learn how to do it, but I did want to well, be the, like. The, the fact that you have the knowledge, though, because you're, you're, you're <laughs> taking it in. That's why I'm scared of my wife. I love it. <laughs> no, I, I honestly, like, I'm. I would feel way too guilty. Like I could uh-huh. never do it, but yeah. I, I loved watching it. So I wanted to be a detective mm. um, growing up. And then, um, you know, the whole, what do I go to college for? Well, I didn't know. So I just went for business and it was fantastic. Which got, is never a bad idea. No, you know, no. like you feel like you can probably use that in a couple things. So Lots of totally that. Yeah. yeah I, I liked marketing. So then started going to school. I wanted to be like wine. I loved wine too. Okay. Uh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> still yeah. do. Yeah. Um, International business wine marketing. I thought that would be really cool. There Get it to is. Travel. So yeah. I, you know, I love to travel. I love to communicate with people. To an extent, when I'm done, I'm done. Like yeah. I need to go. Like I'm tapped out. Re, yeah, yeah. I need to power up like all over again. I love that she understands. Like I know. Talked about this. That's a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's huge. I love people, but when I need a break, I need my break. I like now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, I knew sales would probably be good. Um, I'm a very passionate person, so when I talk about something, right. I mean, I can sell. I can sell. Yeah, yeah. I can sell. If I believe in and it, you're not, I can sell you're not it. selling. You're just excited about it, which that excitement exactly. sells the yep, pay sure. off of things. Yeah, yeah, if you believe in something, you want to convey that yeah, to other people absolutely. that it is fabulous. Um, so I went to college. I graduated. I was still working. Where'd you go to college? St. Cloud State. Oh, okay. Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. 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 So hockey. I love hockey. Um, yeah. I got the full college experience. Yep. Hear you. Don't <laughs> have to say any more to that. Yep. yep we're in. have fun up there. Um, and I never thought I'd move back to Iowa. So. Is that where you grew up? I grew up. Yeah. I grew up around here. I went to Southeast Polk. You did? Mm-hmm. Where did you graduate? Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah. I went there for middle school. Seriously? Yeah. Mrs. Rumpel. Shout I out. Her. Yeah. She was awesome. She was awesome. I know. Jay, we yeah. almost went to college together. Seriously? Yeah. You did? I visited St. Cloud to wrestle there. Oh. Yeah. It would have been awesome. And you would have graduated in 04 or 08? I graduated in 07. Like, oh, high so school, you would have so been. Like, yeah. 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 Sorry. Realization. We Light right bulbs there. went off yeah. here. Light bulbs oh have gone gosh. off. And okay. I lived with five. You probably would have known my roommates because I lived with five guys that yeah. at the very last two years of college. You probably would have been friends with them. Yeah. Wow. That would have been crazy. Okay. So lived with your parents in Altoona? Pleasant Hill area? Runnels. Runnels, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I actually grew up on the land that my grandma grew up on. Interesting. So the old farmhouse wasn't there, but... You were a ram. Fl- yeah, I you was a ram. ram. Yeah, you were. Okay, and then you would go to Minnesota. Yeah. So what was the tie there? Just, hey. Get out and hockey. go get on my own. Yeah, that yeah. too. I was a hockey fan my whole life. Um, but it was... I didn't want to be close enough to home where I could rely on... My family, my parents, Smart. I wanted to get out. And if you're going to do the thing, do the thing. Right. You know? But far enough away that it's not going to... Or close enough that you don't have to take an airplane back. Exactly. I think that's good. That was the goal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I you looked, nailed it. Yeah. I looked in Texas too, but that was a little too far. So. Yeah, no. Yeah. Can't do that. Love it, mm-hmm. but... Mm. Yeah. It's, it's a cold there. though. It's so cold. <laughs> that's that's part of why I moved back. I could still... I don't know about these winners. I could still move to Florida. I don't know. Right, I get you. Okay, so you're up in Minnesota, yeah. and you're loving life. College is your jam. It was pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get your business degree, Yep. and then when you're like, I'm coming back, coming back. Yeah, I worked for a company. I was promoted really fast. Yeah. Um, I was in charge of half the state when it came to- What was that oh. job, quickly? Um, be Aerotech. Interesting. 
Okay. Aerotech. And what was your like role in the job? So I started as a recruiter uh-huh. and then I got moved to an account manager. Smart. I was, I had half the state. I had the East half of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked all the time, uh-huh. but not for myself. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, right. It's totally different. It was, yeah. Think about how much money, this is fun little exercise. How much money do you think you made that company in the time that you worked there? A lot. Yeah. And then how much money they actually paid you? Exactly. You start thinking that way. And by the way, if you're a listener and you have an eight to five job, don't do this calculation because <laughs> yeah. you will quit very quickly. <laughs> you know, you'll jump down this uncommon path pretty quick. So sorry. So anyway, so then you were doing the deal, mm-hmm. getting promoted like crazy, mm-hmm. getting edified, encouraged. Mm-hmm. And then at one point we were like, listen, though. Yeah. I, my I go. sister and my brother, um, were both married um, or I don't know my brother, I got married yet. Anyways, um, I knew grandkids would be, my mom and dad were going to be grandparents. I wanted to be an active aunt. I wanted to like get back in touch with my family and be closer with them again. Um, that was just tough to do a state away. Mm-hmm. So I moved home and. Which is a real big deal. Like you just say moved home, but like there is something psychological yeah. about, okay. Yeah. You moved to go do the deal, mm-hmm. do the deal. Now you're coming back. Yeah. Was that tough or was that just like, well, it was, but I was, I was more ready than I thought. And I know, like I said, I never thought I'd move back. And mm-hmm. it was just the kind of thing where one day I was just like, it's time. Hmm. And Love literally it. a month later I was here, right. but I'm very much like that. Like, I'm like, if I want to do something, how do I make this happen? And how do I make it happen now? And if there's a process to it, sure. But step of the way, every single right. day. I like that. You, and we talked about this before, so I just want to bring our listeners up to speed. Her faith is a big thing about her life. And so where was your faith at that point coming from Minnesota back to Iowa? Did you have some kind of faith or were you just kind of like, I was just doing Jenny Lee? Yeah. I mean, there was, he was always, God was always in the background, but that's not where he belongs. Yeah. Um, So I think, you know, a very common term used these days is lukewarm. Mm. And that's definitely where I was. Um, Mm. I didn't consider God and pray about decisions before I made them right. kind of thing. And that's definitely changed right. today. So. Right. Lukewarm is exactly where Jesus, like the devil wants you for right. the record. Right. If you're on the fence, yep. you're on the devil's side. Right. For so. sure. Right. I know Gotta about this. Like now, mm, do you though? Right. Okay. So you come back. Uh, did you keep the job that you had up in Minnesota? I was in the same line of work, but with a different company. Okay. So, and I mean... Minneapolis area versus Des Moines. There's a big difference yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't as busy down here. Mm. Um, I didn't, I had broke accounts up there and I got handed some, which was really nice, but mm. I'd broken a lot. Um, and I, just that huge sense of accomplishment. I did feel very edified. Right. Um, and what I had done. And when I moved here, it wasn't, I didn't feel as accomplished. I felt a little purposeless, yeah. you know, um, and purpose is huge for me. Like Absolutely. I'm super passionate about everything I do. If I'm going to put 5% into it, I'm going to put a hundred percent or I'm probably just not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. What's um, the point? Right. Even yeah. in your bio, you said you've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. I feel like there's a lot of people yeah. and like, that's a really good example of like, it just doesn't, it just, if it's not right, it's just not right. If yeah. it's right, it's right. Those are the people who are like, those are my people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure. Yeah. And I think that's a, a huge part of where my faith comes in that has kind of always been there is I, f- I could just feel if it's right or wrong, mm. you know, right. and if it's wrong, I, there's 
everything in me just says, nope, go away. And it's not that it's bad. Yeah. It's just that not it's for not you. for me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, oh, but good. then when God is saying, you know, when that discernment, I think that's probably my number one, like spiritual gift is discernment. Like I can just feel if it's right or wrong. Um, if there's a green light or if it's a, no, nope, turn around. Yeah. And stop right now. if it's now. a green light, it's like, it's a big, huge, glaring green light. Right. Go for it. Right. <laughs> okay. So you've got to Iowa. That green light has been always pointing you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Then you were like, I'm dissatisfied or not feeling as such a, a purpose that's being fulfilled. Yeah. So when you were like, okay, I need to start something. And did you always have this like idea of what you wanted to do if you ever did it or? Um, I am a huge proponent of freedom. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't. You can talk about it here actually. Yeah. Okay. It's a safe place. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't like to be told necessarily, not, not even like what I can or can't do. Uh, I don't like to feel limited. Yeah. Don't so, back baby in a corner. Yeah. yeah. Don't do it. And, <laughs> and um, I felt that a lot with that job. So, sure. and actually one of my clients that I had just grown really close with, he kept saying, come work for me, come work for me, come work for me. Whenever you want, you have, just, you just say the words. And so one day we're in a meeting and I'm like, you know, he goes, you're ready. Uh-huh. And I was like, I think I am. Yeah. And he's like, okay. So they were like finishing up their fiscal year. And so it was going to be like three weeks. He offered it to me on the spot. He's like, I want you to come in. He's like, it's yours. I want you to come and meet the team, but it's yours. I was like, okay. And they were like finishing up their fiscal year. So it was like three weeks until they could um, give me an official offer. Right. And in those three weeks, I was um, at that time training for my first bikini competition. Oh, fun. Um, The gym that I was working out at, I was like... We had started doing a lot of like meal prep classes mm. at um, the, the ladies wanted to learn how to meal prep. And uh, so we had been doing that. And essentially, they had just been like, yeah, 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 this is great. It's good to know, but will you do it for me? Yeah. And right. I love to cook. Right. So I was like, oh, you're going to pay me to do something I love here. to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At my, you know, at that point, it was like for these ladies, it was like in my own home. I don't do that now, of course. But um, I was like, sure. And especially in those three weeks, I was like, I could quit my job that I hate do this in the meantime, and then take that offer um, as a project manager is what he wanted to hire me as, which I think I would have really enjoyed, right. honestly. Yeah. Um, and in that three weeks, it just kind of took off, and it was like sink or swim. It was like you can't dip your toe in the water. No. you got to jump right. in or you're right. out. Right. And that's that green light I'm talking about. Yeah. And I totally felt like, yeah, this is you can do this. That's awesome. Yeah. I was in a position where I could – you know, kind of take that leap and yeah. take that chance. And I did. And I, I've never looked back. I'm so glad I did, but it was a total like risk chance. Oh yeah. <laughs> the best thing ever. So, so on, on Commonwealth partners, we help people, we call it kind of jump off the bridge mm-hmm. and we, we give them enough confidence to be like your parachute will open. And so as scary as it is, you still have to walk up, stand up on that bridge and look down yeah. and like, I can't tell you how many people we've seen like, all right, take that lean forward. And I love it. The point that you're talking to the point that I'm bringing this up is there's a point where you're too far in to come back. So you might as well jump and let's rock, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. And so what you're saying is like, you either have to, you can't just dip your toe into something like that. Like, no. And that point for me was actually quitting my full-time job yep. with, I don't have this offer yet. Security. Yeah, it was promised to me. But yeah, that's security. Right. So if I quit that full-time job and do this in the interim, mm-hmm. and you know, I had said, you know, maybe I'll continue to do it on weekends and evenings or something right. like that, you know? Right. Um, 
Mm. Like as a part-time passion gig, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, that was kind of that point of jumping off was letting go of that job. My full-time job. So good. Yeah. Full, you're, you're now falling, which is like the scariest, most exhilarating, the most life you'll ever going to live in that moment. I'm glad you said exhilarating because that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And you start seeing, and all of a sudden, here's the deal. Here's the scary part is you start working for yourself and like things, you got to be really careful with the whole work-life balance because it's all just like fun. So do I get the three things done today or do I just be done? And if you're working for somebody else, like it'll be there tomorrow. But when you're working for yourself, no, I'm going to get these three things done. And then these next three things done. And then maybe two more. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is exciting. But also there is a pitfall there, obviously with everything. But for you, you were loving it. I was, I was like, I remember there would be nights where I, it would pull an all nighter because I had a a 5am delivery because there was, 10 people in that, you know, 5 a.m. workout class that were yeah. done at 6 a.m. And I, it made sense in my mind that they should have that ready to pick up by the time they went home after their workout in that morning. So I had to be there. And that was my choice. You yeah, know? right. But right. it made sense to me. I'm going to get more sales if they know they can pick it up right here as they head home and right. be prepared for their week on Monday morning. Yeah. And so that was the business you know? is uh, meal prep. Yep, meal prep, and then you know it grew. Well, and I would write macroed meal plans. Okay. So now I've created different programs, but that's initially how it started. Was wow. And it would be now it's just meals, but at that point it was like every single meal of their day. So I'd be prepping out like fourteen ounces of or fourteen wow. grams of almonds if that was with their breakfast or you know whatever that might look like. It was like wow. ramekins of this and that. Yeah. They, they literally didn't have to do grocery shopping. So we altered that as, as it yeah, went. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's like my dream. Business. We talked about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's got to be a pretty good margin in that because people will pay it. People will pay it. Yep. Okay. So this is the part in the show where I kind of dismiss myself and Aaron's super excited to talk about the, all the different nuances of meal prepping. Yeah. He's excited <laughs> to talk about food. I know. It's food. Like, I think I've told Jenny this so many times, like, when I get to a point where I can afford your services, I'm doing it. Yeah. Because I can't wait because I hate cooking. I hate uh, doing all that. And then like... It's like, important though. What I know. You put in it your is. Body. Yeah. So, but okay. So you started out like in your first initial like... Network was like, you know, lifters, right? Bodybuilders. Bodybuilders. Lifters. Yeah. 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 So I, cause I know for our listeners, like, I'm saying lifters because I know like people get confused by like bodybuilding and powerlifting and like basically your workout enthusiast, like you're. Yeah. So, like, so from there, like, so how'd you get from there to, well, hold on. So this wasn't your like full on thing. So how'd you end up acquiring all the knowledge that you needed for this? Because so, you're like, that's a good question. I know last time we talked, I was like, oh, snap. Like, you like know your stuff. Like, it was because it was going over my head. I'm like, I feel like I'm in this world a little bit. I didn't, I didn't understand what you just said. Oh, it's good. No, it was cool. <laughs> that's a yeah. Compliment. Yeah. Thank you. So, like, uh, so how'd that, how'd that journey go? Because, I mean, you jumped off this and you were doing business and like started acquiring the knowledge. Yeah. I mean, you had the talent to cook, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I grew up cooking um, for sure. Um, like I said, like if I'm going to do something and I'm passionate about it, it's like dive in or get away from the pool. Yeah. You know? So when I decided that people, and I value people so much, and people's health is very important. Oh, yeah. So I was like, well, if I'm going to be doing this for people and people are trusting me with this, I need to know what I'm talking about. I need to learn. You can't fake it. You, no, yeah. no. That is, I mean, Smart. it's very results 
driven. So Mm -hmm. if someone's doing this and paying for this, they're going to want to see results. Yeah. And that's very important. You can't hide that. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it is, it is, or it isn't. Right. Um, so I took a certification course. I was bodybuilding already. So I was putting my own body through it a lot and, um, seeing what worked and what didn't and feeling what worked and what didn't. And, I didn't want to put people's bodies through something that they couldn't come back from, which is what I think a lot of coaches out there today do. Oh my gosh, so much. Yeah. There are, there are so many clients that I get that they'll tell me what they have been told to do. And I'm like, okay, well, we kind of have to start behind ground zero because we need to repair a lot now to wow. get you where we want you to be because I'm not just going to keep cutting your calories. Yeah. Like, you can't just keep eating less and less every time you want to cut. You can't do that. That's not good for your health. That's not, not good for your hormones. That's not sustainable. And then the next time you want to do that, you're in an even worse position. Yes. Um, so it makes zero sense. Yeah, I know you want results in six weeks, but guess what? Those six weeks, I need to take those to get you where you should be. That way we can get results and you're healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's this, the number one. And I, like, I want to make this very clear to all the listeners. Like, I know we're talking about right now, we're going to get into the overall health per. But, like, athletes take things to the extreme. So if you know the extreme, you know, like, the everyday stuff, yeah. right? But, like, on the bodybuilding side, like, I, I know it, like, really turned me off from it, especially for women doing it, yeah. is that, like, they get into it, and they're like, oh, I look amazing. But then when they're all done, they looked worse before they started their cut. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you're, like, 10, 15 pounds heavier now than you before you even started cutting. Yeah. Because, like, the diet was not right and things like that. I know for myself, like, hmm. not being a woman, I remember getting my cut, get on stage, and then get off stage, and I was, like, driving truck and delivering to grocery stores at the time. Like, man, my feet just feel really funny. Like, what is going on? Huh. My feet were swelling up. Yeah. And then I, like, call my coach. I was like, dude, my feet are swelling up. Like, I can barely get them in my shoes. And he's like, dude, you got to reverse diet. I'm like, um, what, for what, that what's now. that? And he's just like... <laughs> Duh, reverse, you gotta like slowly ease back in there. Like, bro, you're my coach. You need to help You're, you're supposed to tell me that. I, I was just stuff. eating ice cream and cookies because I didn't get to do it for 15 weeks. Because that's what you're craving. Yeah. yeah exactly. Oh my gosh. And you know, a lot of that cravings and stuff, and this is something that, oh my gosh, I just, I wish that, I try to tell all of my clients, I wish that people understood a little bit better is when you have a craving, oftentimes it's not that you just mentally want that or your body, it's a micronutrient. Uh, vitamin or mineral deficiency that your body is dealing with and what our brains think of is oh I, my body is telling me i need calcium okay my brain is telling me i want ice cream mm. you know or mm. i'm i haven't slept well and i am really low energy right now so my body is telling me i want sugar because that is right. the most automatic response to getting immediate energy because yeah. it digests so quickly uh-huh you know? That's really cool. I, yeah. I heard of a story of a person that was stranded on a boat, like a raft, and then he kept fishing, and all of a sudden he was like, I want the eyeballs. <laughs> and then the doctor, after he got saved, was like, oh, you wanted those because that's iron, and you were deficient in iron. Like, exactly. Weird. Your body's like, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get it yeah. as fast as possible, even if it's not the healthiest way to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know but, the coolest thing about like when we're eating healthy because there's a point in time, I feel like, especially when you're starting off kind of fluffy like I am when for bodybuilding shows, there's like... Me too right now. <laughs> I don't like it. Like, where you're just eating clean and you're like, oh, okay. But then like, you're never craving because you're getting all your nutrition in and you're eating healthy and clean. But it's interesting to get to the point where like, we all like, I don't know if, if anybody listening out there, if you're an energy drink junkie, like I am, like I love my energy drinks. Like, and 
But when like a spoonful of peanut butter or a good meal and you get done, you're like, I feel like I just drank a monster. Yeah. You know, because you got proper nutrition in and your body's just loving it. An Hmm. apple is more effective and efficient in giving you energy than like a cup of coffee. There you go. Who would have thought? There you go. (laughs) There's your application for the day. Yeah. Uh, No. Okay. So we kind of went into the weeds there. Yeah. Which I totally think that was great. Good job. Uh, let's pull back out because <laughs> I <laughs> right, so, lost a little. Flat. Yeah. So how did we? Okay. So we started there. Now you're meal prepping for everybody and, and helping people. Yeah, we got to pull back. Easier. So oh. you said your safety net. What did you tell that guy? Oh. Like, listen, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> so we. I mean, to this day, we still have a great relationship. Um, I think just like six months ago, he's like, "So you want to come back and work for me?" And I'm like. <laughs> Honestly, Bro, like, like what? you couldn't yeah. pay me enough. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much what I told him. And he's all like, right. all right, well, I had to ask. I'm like, okay. <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. appreciate yeah. you. Appreciate that. Um, so, no, he understood. And he knew yeah. I wasn't happy. I, Like I said, I'm kind of an open book. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit there and lie to your face that I'm loving my job right now. I wasn't going to do that to him. He deserved to know that I wasn't happy. But I also right. knew he probably, he, well, I didn't know. But I never would have imagined he would have fired me. So if there's if I'm not happy in my work and I trust my boss, I'm gonna tell him I'm not happy that way. If I'm gonna stay, we can work together to make this situation better. Absolutely, you know, which is I, communication is key. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he understood; he wasn't happy about it, but mm-hmm. uh, the opportunity that I was going to take was a great one. Mm-hmm. And um, was, it was betting on yourself; it was investing in yourself for sure. Yeah. Well, the the project manager job that I was going to take was Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, and that was what he thought I was leaving for. I see. Um, then when I didn't take that and I, I had to tell the, my client that had offered me the project manager job. That's the guy I want to talk about. Okay. Okay. I want that guy. We still communicate too. Um, I'm a huge fan of him. Great guy. Great guy. And he was probably excited. Like, there you go. At least you're doing that. If you're not going to be working for me, at least do it for yourself. Yeah. And he was kind of just like, of course you are, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) So he's very supportive. Um, He actually ordered meals from me before he moved to South Carolina. He lives near Charleston now. Um, Super supportive. Great. He was That's just so like, cool. Let me know what I can do to help. Right. Yeah. So. so you start the business, you rock and roll, you get an LLC. How do you do that? Yep. Do you know all of that? Or are you just like, how do you become know knowledge? Yeah. <laughs> Which is a lot what we hear. Uh, how did you get up and running on that to get educated enough? Did you just go to Google? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah, I knew I had to pay taxes or I was probably just like going to get arrested or something. I didn't want that. Um, so <laughs> it's hard to run a business. Yeah. I, don't jail, so. right. I think Wesley Snipes tried to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm going to have a little bit more freedom if I'm not in jail. So, and I value freedom. So um, I was like, well, if I am going to report income, I need a company to do that through. Right. Um, it was a really, it was an easier process then even than it is now. Cause I just went down to the, uh, the, what is it? The, Something state, state building. Yeah. yeah. And walked into the thing, filled out my form, and I think $40 later, I had an LLC. Yeah. Isn't that great? And yeah, it was yeah. so easy. It's easier now. You can do it on the internet. You don't oh. have to drive downtown, okay. pay the parking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. So maybe it is easier now. Yeah. Um, did that. I had never like kept books before, mm. which I still am horrible at. Um, but I have someone do that for me. That's right. Now, That's right. I cannot keep up with anything. Um, started all of that. Um, like I said, those first initial clients, I didn't, I wasn't licensed out of a kitchen. Um, quickly realized I needed to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, realized that 
they would come after me. Didn't again, didn't want to lose my business or be in jail. Um, when I did that, it was a game changer instead of taking like 13 hours, it would take like five. Oh, wow. So it was a lot of efficiencies that we began working out and oh my God, I'm still four and a half years later, I'm still creating efficiencies that I thought I had it all down by now. Yeah. And that is the one thing that all of this has taught me is I was, I was not, I didn't have so much of an ego that I thought I knew it all. Right. And I definitely don't now. Oh, there's right. so much. That I, if I ever stop learning yeah. that today, just like bring me up to heaven, you know? Yeah. Um, but I realized how little I knew <laughs> Yeah. and how much I had to learn. Which is such yeah. a blessing because if you would have known how little you would have known, you never would have stepped off the proverbial ledge. Right. Yeah. But the fact is we're just kind of like, we don't know. We don't know. Like, let's exactly. go. Yeah. How did you start? Have you ever read the book E-Myth? This is no. where this question is coming from. Basically, this baker, she wanted to open up her own business, baking. And what she realized is that she created a prison for herself because it was successful if she was in the kitchen baking. Yeah. Uh, and so how did you start getting this realization of like, wait a second, truly like the more clients we get, the more time I have to be in this kitchen. Like, how did you scale out of that? Um, I'm at a point right now where and maybe, maybe I should or should, I don't, I'm going to say it. I'm at a point where I'm ready to hand off the cooking aspect Yeah. because that's the point that is the area that I don't need to be there. I have that so down to a science that I right. can convey to someone else how to do that just like I do. Right. And as long as they're willing to listen and learn, someone else can yeah. take that over. Absolutely. Um, because I... I'm going to be at a standstill until I am, I'm one person. Uh-huh. You yeah, know? So right. You I, can't scale it up enough to yeah. help as many people as you want if you're the only person. Exactly. Because there's a lot of other aspects that, and I think my grandma says this is so funny. She's like, well, if you're only in the kitchen one or two days a week, like, what do you do with the rest of it? And I'm like, I, I can oh, barely man. sleep. Grandma. I do so much, grandma. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, bless your heart. <laughs> yeah. You get to work on the business instead of in the business. Exactly. Right. And that is where I'm needed right now. Absolutely. You know, to grow. And, yeah. and so... I um I get really overwhelmed, so I can totally relate to putting yourself oh, in yeah. prison. I right. can totally relate. Right, right. Um, so I think just being able to delegate, which is really hard. Oh, because it's so hard. It's not that Jenny. I'm a control freak. It's right. that I care that much. It's right. your baby. It's my baby. Yeah. Exactly. And I want it to be done right, and I don't want anyone to be let down. Uh-huh. And I want people to enjoy doing it if they are helping, right. you know, right. or what in whatever capacity they're yeah. helping. Um, so it is. It's a catch twenty two, big time. Yeah, it's like it's that like we know we talk about this a lot. It's it's like leading, you know, like how do you lead and stuff? Because like you, you see all the chefs all the time. We're talking about like you know you being a little hesitant about saying like you need to find other people because you have it down to a science, but. You go to big fancy restaurants, the chef, the famous chef back there is not actually cooking your food. Right. He's delegating and leading the entire kitchen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let me just encourage you because I feel like that's kind of where our business is. And it's been so hard for me to level up of like, no, I want to be with every kitchen table that I can with the clients that I know, like, and love. And I want to see their uncommon journey unfold. Yeah. And what's changed in me is the delegation of like, why would I rob that of somebody else? Does that make sense? And then how do I delegate in such a way that they have as much care about these clients as I do? And how can I like basically 
changed my mindset to be able to grow as an individual. Does that make sense? Like, okay, we've done this. Now we need to grow this area. And it's been life giving for me to delegate. And then also for me, the first time I delegated and it didn't go well, how encouraging it was for me to encourage the whole thing. Does that make sense? Like, listen, I can't tell you how many mistakes I've made. So like the fact that you made the mistake, great job. Right. And we're going to be doing more of this. Like you should get a promotion when you, when you screw up and yeah. people are like, well, why would you ever say that? Because if I discourage people from screwing up, they'll never feel comfortable moving out of the box. Right. Does that make sense? They'll 100%. always be scared of like, Oh, Philip's going to be mad or I'm going to take it back. And like, I'm going to do it myself. Mm-hmm. But the absolute opposite has happened. When I get more encouraged, just encouraging other people, like, listen, things like this happen all the time. In fact, I do this like 75 times. Yeah. I'm here for you. And like, how can we then go help more people? Yeah. So in your life and in your career trajectory, as scary as it is, the more enjoyable it will be because things change. And I think this is important in the whole uncommon journey. We wrote a book. We'll give it to you. It's kind of fun. But we wrote like four stages. The first phase is how much do you need a month to live? If you're not willing to do the hard work in that, let's don't even go down the uncommon journey. You just go work for somebody else. Does that make sense? Because if you're not willing to do the hard work there, you're definitely not going to be able to be willing to fight through the battles when some something hits you in the face, which it will. The second phase is like, what's your capital fund? Meaning every businesses all want to start and grow well, well, but the cash flow of things is what gets them. So if you have a pretty good capital fund, my uncle, which is not my uncle, Dave Ramsey says, uh, you got to have a, what is it? A emergency fund. Yeah. We call it a capital fund a little different. Uh, that's phase two. So you know, the budget, you have a capital fund, then you can go into phase three, which is investing. What are you going to invest in? And Aaron Kramer is going to invest something different than Philip Ramsey, which is going to invest something different as Jenny, Jenny Lee. So Whatever you're interested in, like figure out what you're passionate about. That's what you should be using your money to invest in, which you've done. The fourth phase is time freedom phase. When your business or whatever you're investing in generates enough for your monthly budget, you move into time freedom. And this is where everybody gets excited. This is where I get really excited Mm -hmm. because if you do it right and you invest in the right things, you look back at phase three, which is the investing phase and say, I can do it better. (laughs) I feel like I love this part of it. This part of it, I hate the books, for example, right? So I'm going to go invest in somebody to do the books that they're wired that way. And then I can focus in on something that I get more excited about, which then gets the flywheel moving even faster. That makes sense. And really the whole, this whole uncommon journey is really all about like, we never are done being so like learning and understanding and adopting different strategies. And like, if you ever do get done where you're like, I really have so much money. I want to vomit. And I don't know what to do with <laughs> then like go mentor somebody else to like, Hey, what's your budget? Yeah. What are you passionate about? Like get a savings. And like, so it's this constant turning of we're all here to help each other. Try to be like Jenny Lee and like rock it out. Oh my yeah. gosh. But, but like how we do that is all different. But then as like business owners, I'd say that you're in the financial freedom phase and you're looking back at your investment and saying, I can do it better. I can do it better. Yeah. Like, and I want to do it better. Like it gets you excited to wake up in the morning. So 
you're like an uncommon through and through. I love Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and so Aaron, great, great find. So tell me this, as you start looking at your business in the future, yeah. like what is like the end goal for you? Like top of the mountain, at least as you see it now. I always get asked if I want my own storefront. Mm. I honestly don't think I do. Um, Good for you. Because of all of the overhead. I just don't think yeah. it makes sense. Right. If someone else... So I work out of a shared use kitchen right now, and I love the concept. And mm. I love that there are so many entrepreneurs that get to get under one roof at, at different times, of course, but to build their dreams and to right. bounce ideas off of each other and all of these different things. Um, one of them is talking about opening their own space where it would be a little more intimate of a space and inviting some of us to go and do that. I would love to support someone's dream in that capacity Mm -hmm. where I had maybe a little bit more of my own space. Um, but I don't want, that's my passion. Isn't the building part and managing and maintenancing all of that. That's a lot. And it's a lot of overhead. Uh Um, so that is not, I don't think where I would want to end up, but I would like to be maybe on a, um, like, you know, a more intimate scale like that, mm-hmm. where it's our kitchen, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and we're all utilizing it and, and bringing things to life, um, on a smaller scale than a shared, big shared use kitchen. I think that would be fantastic. I think, um, yeah, handing that cooking piece off and Mm -hmm. diving a little bit deeper into the client aspect, the online aspect. I would love to dive into a little bit more. I just don't have time to, um, because then you can reach a ton of people. You can answer a ton of questions. Honestly, you can change a lot of lives because when your health is optimum, your life is different. Like you were saying, when you are eating super clean, that is when I feel the most connected to God. Mm. I feel like I'm have the most clarity in life. Mm -hmm. I feel fulfilled. I feel happy. And think about that. Like, there's not as much crap in your body that you mm-hmm. have to filter through. Yeah. It's not just your stomach and your weight and your appearance that are feeling all of that. Your stomach is directly connected to your brain. If you don't have mental clarity, guess what? Look at what you're eating. Oh, it changes good. your life when you right. when you look into all of that. I want to be able to help people with that and you know, on a, a huge scale, yeah, way more than what I'm doing now. Cause I get right. such satisfaction from helping right. the clientele right. that I have. Their wins right. are my wins. I love that. Right. I'm putting a pebble in your shoe. This is what I'm saying. At the end of the day, think about how much more people you can help serve. If you just have somebody to cook for you, like, and then it's like, this is a no brainer. I'm almost yeah. doing a disservice to the person on the internet that I needs know. my help. You know, like, so that uncomfortableness, when you think about it in terms of serving somebody else, yeah. for me, is enough to be like, jump off the bridge, Philip. Like, go, you know? You know, and that, that reminds me, um, a couple months ago, oh, probably three months ago, um, someone had mentioned an old coach that I used to work with. Oh, yeah, he told me about your little business. And it stung. And oh, I was yeah. Like, my little business, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you want to talk about my little business? Say that to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, "All right, there's gonna be some things changing here." And that was kind of a little catalyst, you Good. know, like you're saying. Good. So that was a little pebble in my shoe. Too. I have like three or four pebbles in my shoe right now. Shoes are getting ready to come off. I'm yeah, right, 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 right. You know, yeah, <laughs> right. It's good. I think, but, so I, mean, I think it's so powerful because it's a good thing to get out there to do. Like, I don't, I'm biased because I like the whole workout thing and being healthy, but like the the biggest change, like I love the fight that you're against in my mind. It's like you're combining 
like time management, which every you know young family struggles with, like one hundred percent. Like this is why the fast food market does so well. It's right. so easy and convenient. Just run through the drive through, mm-hmm. you know. But then on top of that, like you're not going to somebody's like, oh, you need to do keto. You need to do this. You need to do that. Like all these fad diets. It's a let's break it down. Mm-hmm. Let's break it down and let me make it convenient for you. Yeah, you know that's the last thing I would ever do is guide someone into any sort of a fad diet because God made three beautiful macronutrients that unless you have some sort of a health condition, yeah, you require all of those. I'm a huge proponent for that. I do want people to enjoy what they eat. And I think, I think that's really important. You aren't going to get everything that you were supposed to get. Even if you supplement it, if you're not eating everything you're supposed to eat, Yeah, you know, I don't, and then on top of that, like my thing is like, too, like, I don't like, um, we all go through this phase as me heads. It's just like, I take supplements, supplements. And you're like, Oh yeah, I gotta get bigger. Let's take some more protein. You know, and then like, then you actually grow up and you're like, Oh, I have to just eat food. I actually works way better. Yeah. You yeah. Know, but like well, the right. same sense, like, can you actually promise what, like, what these supplement companies are putting in there is actually what they say it is? Not no. at all. No, but if you eat a steak, you know it came from a cow. Right. Right. Like there's yeah. no denying that. Right. But and yeah. you're going to waste so much money. The money aspect, people will talk about um, groceries being expensive, right. but what are you spending your money on with all of this? these supplements that you don't even know if they're working? They're not. If you're right. not eating correctly, right. you have no business taking any right. supplement. Yeah. We, we're totally adopted this whole naturopathic idea and all this stuff. And so they always said, and we always watch these documentaries that say, well, it's cheaper. And that's baloney yeah. until you look at what the health ramifications are for not eating it. Does that make sense? And that one for me, I was like, oh, okay, maybe it is healthier to eat healthy now, even though it's a little bit more on the pocketbook. Yep. But then later down the road, I'm hopeful that that's going to pay off and we don't have these chronic illnesses that come up. So yeah. I think that was helpful for me. I'm not saying that this is helpful for you, but it was helpful for me to like, oh, that's why they say it's, it's less expensive because they're thinking about the totality of what you're going to be spending your life on, you know, your health and this and that and the other. Which and I think is not even from like a money perspective. Like there are so many things that you can't put a dollar on. Like in your old age, being able to watch your grandchildren grow up and walking from your house to your car. Breathing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. like breathing without right. having to tote around an oxygen tank. Yeah. And there are just so many things that if you take right. care of this now, those things are you can't put a dollar sign on later. Mm-hmm. You can put a dollar sign on the steak that you're going to buy at the store and the fresh vegetables yeah. that you should be eating, but right. you can't put a dollar sign on life expectancy or um, quality of quality life, of right. life right. In, yeah. in any capacity. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. This is what I got. We're going to start landing the plane. How many clients do you have currently? That varies from week to week because I have clients where I write their meal plans. Mm-hmm. I have clients that are like on a macro level, like I tell them exactly what to eat. Um, I have clients that are on, it's called a lifestyles program. So I essentially, I tell them what category to eat and they get to choose from that category. So it provides a little bit more variation um, Mm -hmm. in their diet, which it is very individual. Some people work way better on one program while some people work way better on the other. Yeah. But you have to do that because one it's nutrition is not one size fits all. I know Mm -hmm. everyone says that, but it is the truest thing. Um, people don't think the same either. Right. So even if one diet would, I wouldn't say diet was one nutrition plan would work for someone mentally. If they're not there, it's not going to matter. Right. You know, it has to be sustainable, um, fit within their life. So I do have the clients where I'm actually writing things out for, but then on a weekly basis, whoever puts an order in, 
at Sewn Cooking For Two, which it. anyone can put an order in online yeah. and order whatever, even though I'm not in charge of their nutrition. So, right. so on average, though, like how many? We people? cook between like, uh, I mean, between four and 600 meals a day when we're in there. Um, wow. Yeah. And I mean, it varies. It, it That's awesome. Vary. That's a good number. That's a good number just to it's like, no, yeah, yeah. you need to get out of the kitchen. Uh, okay. So the next thing is uh, like, how much are each one of your tiers? You know, like just talking through, like, if you just want this, this is how much. If you want yeah. this, it's, this is how much. Um, you can order any meal online um, pretty much from like eight fifty to 10, 11, 12. Oh, so not crazy. No, no. And like the, the top ones are like what Aaron would eat. Like yeah, a lot of food. That's what sucks to be big. <laughs> a yeah. lot of food. Um. And then if you were to want to join a program, it's going to vary. You're going to get a discount if you're ordering food through me as well as the programming. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you want a meal plan and you're not ordering food through me, um, it's $85 per meal plan. I do have Mm -hmm. packages where you can buy like six at a time and it's going to be discounted beyond that. If you are ordering meals from me um, and you want me to write you a meal plan, I drop that from $85 to $60 and then you're going to pay for your food cost as well. Um, And then there is a package for that if you're ordering it in bulk as well and then the lifestyles program where you're choosing what you eat i'm just telling you kind of where you can choose from yeah um that's on a weekly basis so it's 20 bucks a week you get a check-in you get access to a facebook page um recipes tips tricks ideas facts access to me that's cool all of that kind of. that's really cool business yeah i like that Mm -hmm. cool okay so how do our listeners hear more about you and your company yeah um i have an instagram Got the gram. Macked by JL. Yep. Yeah. Facebook, uh, Macked. Um, that's M A C apostrophe D. That's helpful. So, right. Um, otherwise, uh, you know, you can email me. Um, my phone number is on all of my social media, and I respond much better. I'll say this much better to text yeah. than email. Yeah. Um, just because I'm always on the go. I yes. I have right. my phone on me, and I can click into email, but right. if I see a text pop up, guess what? You yeah. got my attention. And so. you know how to, like, clear that out as well. Like, I'm, like, emails, like, I'm good with my work emails, but my personal emails yeah. are just so hard. It's overwhelming. I hate to look at it. And I am I like to be organized, so I don't like when my email um, gets backed up. I don't like getting more emails because that's yeah. just more I have to, like, sift through and sort yeah. through. So if you text me, I'm so happy. Yeah, <laughs> That's good. Text or call. You're, Jenny, I am super proud of you. Thank and you. And you don't have a little business. You have a thriving business. Yes. Let me just say it out loud. Thank so that guy, just like, you just wait, sir. <laughs> you just wait. Yeah. Well, I'm. there's two of his clients so far that are coming over to me saying, I feel like hell on this nutrition plan. Will you take it over? Yes, I will. See? <laughs> I'm all about that life. Well, yeah. thank you for, one, being here with us. We know your time is valuable, and we really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, and so, closing thoughts quickly, Aaron. Um, I mean, I think what you're doing is amazing. I think the fact that you're really helping people with food is awesome and how you're, like, spreading the word. And then you're not shy about being a woman of God and all those things. Like, I love reading your posts <laughs> and everything. I'm, and I don't have the cojones to, like, be that out there as I should be. So, I think that's awesome. But keep changing lives. You're making people so much healthier. Like, it's unreal. 
Thank and you. Keep learning like you are. Like your total attitude is amazing. So I would not you. have any of this if I weren't for God. I will tell you that much. For sure. He gives me all of my great ideas. They're not mine. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Well, keep shining your light, Jenny. Thank you for listening. You've been ta- you've been listening to the Uncommon Life Project. I've been your host, Philip Ramsey, and I'm Aaron Kramer. Until next time, we go be uncommon. Yeah, be uncommon. Thanks. Bye. That's all for this episode of the Uncommon Life Project. Brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit UncommonWealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.